The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 117. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. It's nice to have everybody uh, back together, because it's been... We're getting the band back together. Yeah, (laughs) six six episodes uh, since since we've all been here. Just about, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well... Got the full crew. And today we are discussing the eighth episode of season six, Allegiance. The Tauri Alpha site is hosting a group of Tok'ra who have fled from Anubis's forces. Tensions rise between the Tok'ra and the rebel Jaffa, who are suspicious of each other. When someone tries to sabotage the Nakoda generator, SG-1 suspects a spy is on the base. After a Tok'ra and a Jaffa are found dead, the tensions continue to rise until it is revealed that they, are, that they were killed by an invisible assailant. The group tracks the assailant into the forest, where Braytac is attacked and seemingly killed. Sam devises a way to decloak the invisible enemy, and they are able to gun him down, with Braytac, who returns in the nick of time, delivering the final blow. The Tok'ra acknowledge what jerks they've been, and the Jaffa do the same. <laughs> this episode ends with Braytac stating that the assailant has brought them together. I just wanted to say first that my biggest problem with this episode is that it's a, there was a huge missed opportunity since it's essentially a uh, kind of a, a soft oh, remake no. of, of Predator. Yeah. Let's see where this mm-hmm. is going. You know where this is going? At no point did anyone say, get to the Chapa Eye. Oh. <laughs> it was right there Go. and they just missed get it. Get to the Chapa Eye. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, didn't I didn't do it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, other than that bad pun, this was a uh, <laughs> this was a you know two two people who disagree with each other to the point that they want to kill each other. Suddenly, find out that they have a third person who actually does want to kill each other, and now they're buddy buddy, and they have the hand clasp of freedom and friendship. Yeah, it was it 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 was an episode. <laughs> That's really all I could say about it. it. It was it was one of those where they had to overcome their differences and everything. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, and, and they, they actually saw that they could get along and everything, but eh, I never really liked episodes like this, so it doesn't matter what show it's in. So, <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't spend like 20 minutes talking about their feelings. So, Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a Star Trek Discovery episode, that's for sure. <laughs> There's no crying, so we're good. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Um, I'm kind of with Father Corey on this one. It's not one of my favorites. My um, 16-year-old, though, said, this is like space racism. 
like the yeah. two groups against each other. Spacism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did think it's interesting. I mean, you're right. We haven't really thought much about the Tok'ra and the Jaffa, like their history and interaction. So I kind of, I liked uh, Jacob putting it into perspective mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the Jaffa are the ones killing the Tok'ra for the gold. So um, it had its moments I really like. It had had its moments where I was like, meh. So no. I don't know. I th- I think it gets a thumbs up overall, but it's it's not one that I watch a lot. Yeah, it was definitely a move the plot forward episode. Mm-hmm. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I I really like this one. It's not you know one of my standout you know must watch top ten episodes, but it's solidly written. It does kind of explore that yeah the the Jaffa would have problems with the Tokra. And the Tok'ra would have problems with the Jaffa. And what if you kind of, you know, push them together in a powder keg and then a third party lights the candle, so so to speak. But what really kind of puts this into like a solid win for me is Tony Amendola's performance as Master Braytech. There's just so many moments in here with with a look or, mm-hmm. you know, w- with a speech at the end that just completely like knocked this one out of the park for me. Like like when they're hunting the invisible Ashrak assassin who's cloaked. And they see something rustling and, you know, Braytech just like laser focuses in on it. His eyes do not move. Jack's like yeah. throwing hand signals. Tony, like, you know, only Amendola is just yeah. like focused there. Then suddenly he like moves out of the frame, you know, to go chase it and stuff. And when he's getting, you know, beat up, beat up by the invisible, you know, he does that incredibly well. You're feeling for him. And then he gets like horror movie, like dragged yeah. off and yeah. like a Sam Raimi film or something into the, into the woods. And <laughs> It's it's all very it's it's very solidly written and um you know Peter Peter Stebbings is as Malik you know and the other Jaffa who hate him there is a lot of tension there and stuff and so I thought that part was done done very well again it's not one that you know would be my top ten but there's there's some really solid things in it I feel like there were this was like two interesting ideas kind of smushed together like. I would have liked to see more of the the hunting going on in the woods and also more of the tension between the Jaffa and the Tok'ra and they kind of don't really have enough time for it. So it almost feels like both things are really truncated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's goofy elements in it too. Well, like, you get, well, you we'll got the stereoty- that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the stereotypical security guy from the, the, the Tok'ra who is just, he's just a jerk. I mean, he's not even like a security <laughs> guy or he's just like, I'm going to purposely go up and bully this this Jaffa that has already shown aggression towards me so I can get more aggression. Yeah. That's going to work out well. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. they, they do say that, you know, every time Matoka has died, you know, it's been at the hands of, of a Jaffa pretty much. And, mm-hmm. and so it, you can kind of see where they're coming from. And from the Jaffa's point of view, you know, the Tokra represents the false gods that they've very recently kind of cast off. So I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there without getting into just talking about feelings um and jack's trying to hold them hold them together you know braytex trying to hold them together malik is is to some extent trying to hold them together um you know and so there's there's some there's some nice things there and we do we, mm-hmm. we do get to see the katano uh martial arts again where they're doing their their capoeira or whatever yeah mm-hmm. um so it's kind of fun just to we see did, that yeah yeah we, d- we didn't get any uh matrix uh, style uh camera shots though no, no. <laughs> probably a good thing. And this episode kind of highlights one of my problems with the Tokra. Like, mm-hmm. what is their end goal? Like, 
I don't know if they've ever really <laughs> clearly talked about it. Like they are rebelling against the other mm-hmm. uh, Gould, but they don't seem to have a clear plan of, and we also want to liberate all the people who the Gould have been ruling over for thousands of years. And they, they start treating the Tok'ra just as poorly as the Gould treat them. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it comes across, and I know I've said this many times, but the Tok'ra are just the Gould who are not on in on the inside. And so they they don't really well, have a clear direction. Yeah. And yeah, the Jack kind of calls them out on it because yeah. you know, they use the well, we've been fighting them for two millennia. And he goes, Yeah, what do you have to show for it? Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And, and you know, as, I love that how SG1 is, you know, Stargate has done that so many times where it's like Toker's getting all high and mighty. Well, we've been fighting this fight so for so long as we've been at this for dude, we've been at this for five years and we've already wiped out half the system lords. Give me <laughs> yeah. a break. You know? <laughs> yeah, the Toker are kind of like the Republicans, just like kind of the managed opposition party. Yeah, you know, to pretty the much. Cold yeah. system lords. <laughs> pretty close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, but they, they are pretty much just there. They're just to be not ghouled, you know. And when, yeah. Boy, we really hate those ghouled, so we're going to start our own like He-Man Women Haters Club and and have meetings and stuff. And secret bases. Start your own ghouled with Blackjack and other things. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and Jack admits it, I mean, to Jacob. Jacob says, you don't like us very much, do you? And he's like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Well, no, he goes, well, I like you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he likes Jacob. I don't think he likes Selmak. Selmak, yeah. No. <laughs> and they they really put this both on both the Jaffa and the Gould, but, or the Tok'ra, but mm-hmm. a little Freudian slip yeah. there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the... It, like the Jaffa have a lot of legitimate grievances and obviously being violent is not, not what they should go for, but they're there. They've given up pretty much everything they have. A lot of them have left families and now they're being treated like this by the Tok'ra and they're mm-hmm. the ones who are dying in mass trying to fight against it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just feel I, like that would have been it would have been fun to explore that more, and I don't know if the the show goes into that more, but that I, I think the tension there there's a lot of really good seeds of different mm-hmm. things you could explore. When you think about it, we don't see the two groups together. I mean, up until now, I don't. I no. think I read that this was the first episode with Braytac and Jacob in it together, which seems so yeah. odd when yeah, you think about it. Wacky team ups after this. Like, yeah, I think they're leading up to like a big climactic act, if I recall. But I haven't seen that one in twenty years. So. Right. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since I've seen past this episode. But it, it's it, it, this is kind of the point where the Tokra and the Jaffa come to at least some arrangement, some mm-hmm. accommodation, um, even if it's not a perfect one. You know, even you know, and and it, no, I, I agree. I think this could have been a better episode if they could have fleshed out the conflict between the two. Uh, groups and had them kind of work through it instead of again this you know we've got a common enemy that's here now that we can kill not the common enemy that's out there that we can kill you know but yeah. the one that's actually right. seeking to kill us the common enemy was misunderstanding and prejudice yeah exactly more you know <laughs> more you know <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> no and, and and i mean we do get you know so they go off into the woods and we get this you know and, and, like a member of you know, we've already learned that one SG team has been wiped out helping evacuate mm-hmm. the Tok'ra. So Tauri blood has been spilled to get these Tok'ra there. Um, 
I think there were Jaffa involved in the rescue effort mm-hmm. as well. And then, you know, when they break up to hunt the invisible assassin, uh, you know, they come across a team. They're paired up into or tripled up into teams of, you know, one human, Tauri, one Jaffa, and one Tok'ra. And they find one of the teams just completely, like, dead. And not just, mm-hmm. like, killed where they stood, but, like, killed and then, like, dragged into a, you know, yep. in a little triangle. So Like, posed together. Yeah. And so when, when Braytac gets attacked and then, you know, um, Malik is just kind of, like, standing back, like, uh, I'm not going to get in there, you know, type thing. And then he apologizes at the end, which I thought was really nice, you know. For, <laughs> and, you know, and Braytac, you saved my life twice. I'm sorry. Can you ever forgive me? And Braytac's like... And then he gives a very, very nice speech, and it's worth watching just for his speech at the end because I thought that mm-hmm. was, like, really well written. Like, he held mm-hmm. up the assassin's knife and is like, this knife has spilled the blood of the Tauri, the Jaffa, and the Tok'ra. You know, this knife did mm-hmm. something that none of us could. It made us all brothers, you know, and with this knife, we will never spill our blood again, and it's made us uh, our bond unbreakable. So it's really good. I'm paraphrasing the, the last part there, mm-hmm. but it's it's a really, really good speech. And so, like I said, Braytex, uh, you know, Tony Amendola's performance in this is – is pretty much the reason to watch this one, in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I did kind of laugh when you got sucked into the uh, the vines, though, or the brush. That yeah. look on his face is kind of like it's Whoop. behind me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know. Again, like like you mentioned, yeah. like from a horror movie or whatever, you just kind of had that look on his face, mm-hmm. yeah. and all of a sudden whoop, slides in. Yeah, like I've I've been out, I've been out braytect. Yeah, <laughs> and he uh, conveniently does not have his throat cut or his spine broken like the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I'm yeah, fine with that because I like Braytech. Yeah, yeah, and the assassin kills people in in very like species specific ways. Like the Tokra, they a very nice X ray of like the Tokra with the symbiote in it. Like it's like <laughs> with this one, like he just poked him boop, right in the back of the neck, severed the human spinal cord and the Gould spinal cord. So he knows what he's doing. And then the Jaffa, you know, he like stabs him up so that. You get the symbiote yep. and then the symbiote blood goes into the host. So they they put some thought into how, you know, knife wounds <laughs> could be <Yeah>. specifically <laughs> tailored. I mean, probably more thought than I would put into it if I was writing yeah. this episode, just saying. Oh. <laughs> well, well, hopefully they didn't like do like demonstration models. Yeah, with oh, ballistics right. gel or something like yeah. those awful YouTube videos where they have oh. like the leaky bags in them and you're like, stop this. Oh, like, yeah, they have actual skull in it. And, yeah, yeah. No. But did. Was anybody really yelling at their TV at the uh, Tokra, just sitting there with his Zat gun, not doing anything? Oh, yeah. I think I think his problem was that he, he didn't really know what he could do because he he's gonna like, he might hit Braytac and then yeah. they can't really <laughs> like, see the guy so or the but a Zat nobody, gun just yeah. shoot like the area yeah. with the Zat gun once and, yeah you know. You just we, knock him out. It might too, take out his shield. I mean, I'm too, just saying. It was bad it's so... not like uh, Star Trek uh, phasers where they could just do wide beam, you know. But, but let's stun everybody in this room. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> they've done it before where they've shot Jack, right? And that affected mm-hmm. the bugs around him. Or like, right. they've, like, there is some area effect to his Disrupted action. the yeah. energy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I just, and he's the polarity just... of the neutron flow on the suit or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's just sitting there and you're going, okay, I already don't really love the Tokra. And now you're, it's like Braytac and you're just, and then it, he gets sucked into the woods and you hightail it and run the other way. Really? Well, it, it, it actually fits the, 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 the Tokra. Yeah. You look at, you look yeah. at the Jaffa, they're like, I saw the enemy over there. So I'm going to fire everything there, <laughs> even though I know the enemy isn't actually there. <laughs> and the humans are, you know, jacked going all Rambo with the, 
with the chain gun, you know. Yeah. yeah that, that <laughs> Literally was... doing a 360-degree bop, 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 bop. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the the, the, the firing control. It was horrible. Like, like when, when they first uh, – so, you know – they they realize that hunting this thing is not going to work, so they're just like, let's just stack up everybody in front of the gate because the guy can't get through thirty of us, and so the guy starts to get through thirty of them, and they all have this <laughs> idea like, let's just shoot in every direction. So of course, like they're shooting each other, which is very realistic because they're not trained, you know, to yeah. fight together. So, but <laughs> I can well, forgive that. But then Jack at the end, as as you said, he's literally uh, lighting up the the alpha alpha site. They're gonna have to completely rebuild the alpha site after Jack is <laughs> mm-hmm. done. I mean. Well, and hang on. If he tells everyone to get down and he's going to shoot in a circle, why? Why would, would the he, bad guy not get okay. down? I mean, yeah, yeah. Come because on. it looks cool. That's why. Yeah. it looks cool. The, the only thing I can figure is that um, they needed time to fix the reactor because the the Naquita reactor has been changed to emit like a you know four hundred forty nanometer <laughs> pulse or something to light up the guy. And the only thing I can figure is like the guy's already attacked it once. He's coming back to stop them from fixing it. But if Jack just slows him down by like making the mm-hmm. guy duck or having to hide. But of course he's shooting right into the woods where he doesn't know it. But Braytech is, you know, he's probably <laughs> yeah. like hobbling back to camp. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm almost there. And then all of a sudden like these big, huge bullets, bullets go flying. By yeah. Him. yeah. <laughs> they could have also solved this with like a super soaker full of paint or a paintball gun or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You could have done Splatoon. Yeah. yeah there we yeah. go. <laughs> But hey, you got it. Yeah, I, I will say there was there was one scene. I I think it was Jack where it was a three hundred sixty degree pan around him. Yes, and he mm-hmm. was turning around, and it was so he's always facing the camera, and he's panning around, and it was such a it was such a cool cool yeah. scene because you see the entire site and everything that's going on from his basically from his perspective. Yeah, so this was written and directed by Peter Deloise, and I think mm-hmm. it's one of the first ones we've seen. Um, except for maybe, I don't know if Ergo was written by him as well, but it, it's, it's one of the first ones we've seen, I think that he's written and directed, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was the first one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think, you know, he, he usually when, when he'll write an episode, even when he directs it, he'll put a lot of like firefights in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we got a lot of that in this, but also, you know, I don't know if it, the story was completely his idea or if it came out of the writer's room and stuff like, Oh, we need to get the Tokra and the Jaffa together. Right. But right. I don't know. I thought, I thought, it, I thought it worked. Cause if you remember, they thought this was their last season. Yeah. So I think, well, right I, th- I think there's a lot of stories like this that are coming out because it's one of those, they've had the idea and they just didn't know where to put it. And so it's kind of like Jack finally getting a Tokra, you know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we got to do all the things we talked about. Let's just, yeah. Stick all these stories in one season. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it fun though, because you get a lot of you get a lot of stories that are different than the previous seasons. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot more variety in this season than there has in like the past two. So I've been enjoying that a lot. Oh, but also, no Jonas. Yeah, he's back home. He's like, I can come through the gate, and they're like, Nah, we don't need <laughs> he, you. He gets he gets the, the two minute scene with you know, with General Hammond, so at least they yeah. both get paid to be in that episode. I'm surprised Jonas wasn't standing there at um, SG, like with a big old sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? yeah. <laughs> I could come as soon as I Coffee finish eating this or something turkey like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big turkey yeah. leg. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't really have a lot to do in the previous episode either. So I think this is just. No. They don't know what to do with 
four main characters in one episode. Or, <laughs> or if these were kind of like written out after Daniel died and they hadn't really maybe committed at the point where they were writing these committed to a replacement and they couldn't find a way to like shoehorn him in or something. Yeah. Maybe know. it was one that they were, Daniel was going to be offsite anyway. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't have a spot for, of course you think about it. They have the three main characters and then you also have Braytech and Jacob. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of, well, and, a lot of really important characters in this episode. And, and a lot of times these, these, because they take so long to film these seasons, especially back then when they were, you know, 20, 22 episode seasons, mm-hmm. you know, that people would take time off, you know, the actors yeah. would take time off in the middle. So this could have been his, uh, his time off, but they were able to, you know, okay, before you go film the scene with, with Don S Davis yeah, and you can go. Yeah. Plus, plus Ragnar's back. Yeah. yeah so we get, yeah. we get Ragnar. That's, that's cool. And they, they do make a reference that most of these Jafar are the ones who like were followers of Katano before you blasted mm-hmm. his, uh, his base and stuff. So thought that was a good callback too. Mm-hmm. They actually had quite a few callbacks yeah. to previous episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. at least like five or six different episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we get a, uh, we get Chekhov's Zaytark detector. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this hair comes through. Yeah. It's like, careful with that Zaytark detector. <laughs> Who boy, we'd hate to have anything happen to that, wouldn't we? And you're like, okay. yeah, we, we might need that. Right. Wink, wink. <laughs> That's such a random thing when, yeah. when they have it come through and they're like, what is it? And it's, it's oh, it's a Zaytark detector. You're like, what? And then, what? Like, why? <laughs> so the audience will remember what a Zaytark detector yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should have been a clue right then. Like, oh, we're going to do that again. Well, yeah. and it was like the security guy didn't want anybody to see it. And it's like, okay, so this is some, you know, top secret, you yeah. know, Tokra technology we haven't seen yet. No, it's the lie detector. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Just, and, <laughs> and it doesn't pay off at all because like, they're like, oh, the Jaffa will be horribly offended if we do. This could really ignite the whole thing is like, just, just do the Zaytar. Okay. And then it doesn't pay yeah. off. And what they actually needed were, were Ritu detectors to defect, uh, detect the. Yeah, yeah. where were those? So, yeah. And they even called, they called out not having yeah. those. Um, I feel like but, that should be standard at your alpha site. Like, mm-hmm. this is yeah. kind of your, your backup. You should have everything well, just, there. Just or like, like you know, all the, you know, all the things that they've, they do, you know, the sounds they got to play and the, oh, the blood right. tests they got to draw <laughs> and the scans with the Ritu detectors. You should be doing those at alpha site as well, not just at SGC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you come through the uh they need to just build like some sort of tunnel so when you come through the stargate you got to walk through like a battery of tests yeah. before you're even out of that <laughs> yeah yeah like at the airport you know yeah, you gotta there's, stay there's, there. there's, some, there, there's some you know uh medical technician airman whose job is literally just to poke them for the blood draw and it, like he just he's that's his whole shift he just stands down in this tunnel in his little yep. alcove Next. Oh no! Next. I was thinking of Total Recall, like the X-ray thing that everybody has to walk through, like the big. Oh, X-ray there you tunnel. go. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. even put a conveyor belt in it, have it be like yeah. one of those moving sidewalks, like go. the Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and another wacky technology moment is Major Pierce. Um, you know the 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 Ashrak steals his GDO. Oh yes. And this becomes like the big like. Like General O'Neill, he's or sorry, Colonel O'Neill, he's he's got my GDO, and you're like, okay, that's that's great. So just tell the SGC that that one has been stolen and don't accept mm-hmm. that code anymore. But they don't yeah. like it's like no, now that he has it, he can get into Earth because the man I, Iris is still manually activated. You're like, oh, okay, well that's the one that was stolen. Just delete that one out of the system. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just 
blacklist it in your database and you'll yeah. be mm-hmm. you'll be fine. And then change mm-hmm. the you know. Well, they don't even have to do yeah. that. They just put a little sticky note on the monitor. If SGC or uh, SG one <laughs> number three shows up, don't accept it. Yeah, yeah. Post it notes. Yeah, I mean you don't even because you don't even have to do. Leave you don't even have to blacklist up. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume they'd have some sort of like firewall in place. So if you get that signal come across, it's just deny it and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope. <laughs> no, it could be, it could just be like, you know, like, you know, you go to some like bars and restaurants where people bounce checks and they've got, do not accept checks from behind yeah, the exactly. register, you know, do not accept GDO codes from. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the, the burial scene where yeah. they mm-hmm. used the, mm-hmm. the quoosh from the Stargate to kind of do a commit their bodies to the sea. Yep. Yeah. That, that was fun mm-hmm. to see. That was nice. That definitely cremation that's for sure yeah yeah <laughs> they could uh that that makes me think they could use that technology to like deal with landfills and like e-waste and stuff just <laughs> throw it in the quoosh and it's gone yeah i mean like they they use it to deliver grain right they the they um ashen do so they maybe the mm-hmm. ashen just like brought that's the true. stargate over like a landfill and just like sat it there and just like quoosh down through it yeah <laughs> like it would, where would it go though i mean does it get, I guess it gets vaporized or. It's, yeah, it's supposed to like anything that's in the way of the Koosh gets Koosh. just completely yeah. annihilated. I mean, it's not even like you're, you're now a, a vapor cloud. No, it's like you're gone. You don't, you're you don't just exist energy anymore. or something. It's like zadding it three times. You get turned yeah. into energy, I think. Yeah. There was a movie, a Jack Black movie about a guy who invented something that took care of like dog poop. And it was called Vaporize, and you sprayed it on it, and it just, like, disappeared. But then there was, like, this – it was, like, kind of like the Steve Martin movie, The Jerk. There was, like, this whole big controversy, like, where does it go? And, like, nobody could answer where did, where it went. And so that's kind of like the kush. <laughs> Maybe it's not a very some... good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. It's called Envy. It had, yeah. I think Ben Stiller no. was in it, too. Uh, it's yeah. one of those. Black Ben Stiller. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound like a good movie at all. It probably came out in 2004. I think you might be right. <laughs> that just sounds like that. That that that's the kind of movie it would come out in that year. Two thousand four. Oh, By the man. Wow. Yes. <laughs> what prize did you win? What prize? Yeah. You right can, on the money. You don't have, you have to, to watch, go watch it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll avoid that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of like alternate dimension that everything that's ever been quooshed like falls into. That oh, could yeah. be a new, a new idea they could explore. That's, and there's like some sort of dimension that's been decimated by just waste from Earth. And now they're that, mad and they're going to come through the Stargate at us. That's oh, the it, new series. It, you hadn't heard yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Writ- written by AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, so ugh. the uh, aggressive Jaffa guy, the blonde, he was in an episode Last year, year before, I think so. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it said two episodes on his yeah. page. Mm-hmm. So he was lieutenant. So speaking of Kawushed, he was Lieutenant Barber who committed suicide in the Kawush. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the episode, the light. Oh, after remember he was suffering from withdrawal yeah. and he mm-hmm. went into it. So that's two episodes in. A, I mean, he's been in two episodes and he was. He died in both. Yeah. That's. He's a good track record. I mean, I guess he's just the good disposable character you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think and he's in Atlantis or Universe, but I can't remember which one. So now mm. I have to wait and watch to see if oh, he yeah. dies there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, he plays the uh yeah, he just yeah, maybe he just has to get reincarnated into all the different uh characters. <laughs> yeah. He's in the episode he's in Stargate Atlantis the episode uh Progeny. But he's uncredited. Okay. Oh, okay. Because he is an a, a frozen Assyrian. So Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess that could be dead, killed, yeah. killed yeah. you know. Yeah, depending on Did if they- he's one of the ones that gets revived, it doesn't sound like it, so Hmm. <laughs> Yep. So he's just go- he's just going down the ladder of importance in the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's dead before the story even starts. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder with that when you have an actor who's been in other episodes of the same show, and then they have like an uncredited role. It's like were you just at the same lot that day filming something else, and they're like, "Hey, right. come over here for ten minutes, and you can be an extra." <laughs> yeah, or they could be like stunt people too, or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. If I think it has that. to do with the tiered like pay schedules oh, and yeah. the way they do that whether they get credited or not mm. yeah well, and there, there is there, there mm-hmm. is some of that where because so many shows especially at this time were filmed at one studio just like going back to when you had the the big studios in hollywood where yeah they could say oh you've got a day off well we, we, we can, can we have you come do a scene you know mm-hmm. just come do a quick scene or do you know fill in for this episode or you know something like that yeah we need a bunch of extras Yep. That's like uh because so much sci-fi was was and still is filmed all around Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like if in, in all the Stargate episodes where you got people running around in the woods in military outfits with machine guns, like it's pretty much indistinguishable from a lot of episodes of Battlestar Galactica if you're not really paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think there were a lot of shows this was filmed at Bridge Studios. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a lot of shows filmed there at the time. Well, yeah, that was this. This is during the big time with Vancouver. Now Vancouver is starting to get too expensive to film, so now they're moving to Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the Star Treks are filmed in Toronto now. Oh, funny. Well, at least it doesn't look like Vancouver Woods anymore. No. True. No, yeah. now it looks like the Ontario Woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they just they were they just set an episode in Toronto back in time and yeah save even more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's actually a good episode, but <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. But I felt, I felt like it was almost kind of a, a wink to that whole thing. Oh, it, it, it totally was. There was, a, there was a scene where you know they first show up as well. I think it looks like it's New York City circa, and there's a big sign that says Toronto Center behind yeah. them. Oh, is this a strange <laughs> new worlds thing? Or yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But no, it, it, that's that's like you know Vancouver stands in for so many different cities you know mm-hmm. colorado springs and whatever major metropolis in, in north america or and then a lot of stuff is filmed in atlanta and around atlanta i think like pretty much all the marvel stuff that's where they filmed that mm-hmm. yeah, you get that little georgia peach logo at the end i don't think i've ever sat through the credits of a marvel movie which is probably heresy because you're supposed to but well, you got to see that. You got you got to see the Stan Lee yeah. closer. <laughs> Get to see the commercial for the so, next movie. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I want if I want to watch the next one, I'll just watch it. I don't know what's going on, anyways, at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there's a raccoon who can talk. I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, do we have any? Uh, any good uh, alternate language episode titles yeah, for this, Victor? Yeah, most of them. Interest, the interesting one is, is French this time. So most mm-hmm. of them were like allegiance or loyalty. But 
but French, and I'm going to horribly butcher this, but l'union fait la force, which means uh, unity is strength. And interestingly enough, that is the motto of the country of Belgium, unity and strength, um, mm-hmm. or strength and unity. And I guess this was kind of an allegory for, for Belgium, where you have like two different peoples who really can't stand each other and are kind of forced to be together in, in one country. Oh, I thought that was Canada. No, that's the Walloons and the and the and the, and the Flemish people. But Canada, Canada has Quebec and everybody oh, else. Yeah. So I won't get on my, my soapbox <laughs> of Flemish nationalism, though. So, we'll just... <laughs> Jelv, any other thoughts on this episode? <laughs> One thing we did say it was nice to see the, the Alpha site. Yeah, yeah. It was. yes, shot up. yes, all this time. <laughs> and, and apparently that shot, like Joseph Malazzi's comment, he didn't like Braytek's speech, but he did say that the scene with uh, uh, Jack and the machine gun went on for like two or three times longer than actually what made it into the episode. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> They're probably like, we're going to use these blanks and we're just going to film as much as we can. Yeah. Get some different angles. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah, though, because like with, with semi-automatic rounds, I, I've heard that you have to either rig up a special round because it's it's the force of you know the projectile yep. going out that kicks the uh you know the the shell back into the extractor and stuff and chambers the next round and so i don't you know they would have to have maybe just some guy there like throwing rounds up well or now something. now uh blanks do have like a um a cap packing in the front okay. of it mm-hmm. so that can as long as the gun is is, is uh set up for the the level the the, the pressure because yeah the gas oh, yeah, pressure coming yeah. out is not going to be as much but as long as it's set up that it it's enough to to cycle the weapon, then it'll be fine. Okay, maybe that's what they. But did. Um, yeah, actually, that was uh, when I was on Air Force, uh, the base honor guard I was at in the Air Force. We used we started with M16s, and we had to manually cycle it because they were just off the shelf standard issue M16s, so they weren't recalibrated for the the lesser round. Then we got some M1s that were actually designed for it. So. Oh, okay, cool. Because a blank is just like the back cartridge part, but without the projectile in the front, right? Correct. Basically. But there's still, like I said, there's still a little packing yeah. figure, like a little piece of cardboard or something in the front to still, you know, make it so it makes the noise at least. I should make nice. it like those champagne poppers that like you pull and like the streamers yep. come yeah. out or something. That would be fun if Jack yep. had one of those. Little champagne <laughs> shooting, shooting <laughs> that would have been more effective it could have like draped over him and be like oh no i'm undone by streamers one time when, when we were kids me and my brothers took like 20 of those and like built like a battery out of them and just tied a bunch nice. of strings to them yeah. so we just pulled them all at once yeah that oh fun. that'd be fun yeah that and launching uh bottle rocket engines through a 20 foot piece of pvc tube but without the actual uh rocket we said the engine so we'd light it stick it in there and launch it off we lived on like out in the country so. yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that you'd have to or or in michigan nowadays where like within a few days of any holiday you can shoot up pretty much anything you want yeah yeah in montana yeah. too <laughs> nice awesome uh y'all have any other thoughts about the episode <laughs> any other thoughts about uh Flemish nationalism? No, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think I'm in enough trouble with that already. <laughs> we'll have the Valone assassins coming to invisible Valone assassins coming to my house. And well, keep a, keep a lookout for them. Keep some yeah. paintballs handy. Yeah, yeah. 
Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Iris V, Sean B, Gretchen L, Father Anthony G, and Michael P. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate, where you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com, or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Cure. Friday, I'm in love. Until then, follow <laughs> Chris. <laughs> had to. <laughs> Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you much. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And this is a funeral for crying out loud. I've heard that too many times in my life. It's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? I think we need to have like a, a side show called <laughs> Secrets of Belgium with Victor, and you can just yeah, right. go on rants about Belgian <laughs> yeah. history. Belgium. <laughs> when the French would invade... We would get the boiling oil and put it on our castles. And when they would come through the gate, we'd dump it on them. And that is how we invented the French fry. I was wondering where that was uh, yeah. going. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. Let's Science. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash science.